he's just tired of seeing like this is a deep creative time for all of us and um he says jesus never said to the leopards gee i hope you used all of that alone time to improve your prayer life episode 157 of Pup Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Eli, are you tired of being a special guest? Or do you really like it? I, I mean, it makes me feel special. But, oh, good. Um... Okay. <laughs> I feel like we should be like, and random person. No, here we go. So, so today we welcome back to the show, Rabbi Eli Friedman. Um, Eli's major areas of work at Rodef Shalom include social justice initiatives, adult education, and working with young adults and young families. He, his wife, Laurel, and their daughters, Josephine and Nora, live in the wonderful Kensington neighborhood of Philadelphia, where they don't no longer enjoy dining out live music. <laughs> But probably a lot of home brewing. <laughs> yes, we are. I have actually all the equipment. We haven't started yet, but uh, but I'm excited. We're doing a lot of baking. Derek no, sterilized his yesterday, so oh, we're my. ready to go. It's, it's and we've, the next, you know. Yeah, we've had several loaves of bread go through the house. I've eaten most of them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Get some swag. It's coming your way soon. I know you made lots of promises, but no, it's actually it's happening. It's, it's actually happening. It is literally in the mail. In the mail. Wait, to you or to them? Well, it's in the mail to me. All right. All right. So but it's on its way. I'll turn it out as long as I can go to the post office. There you go. And when you support us on Patreon also, we've got some extended interviews with, with special guests, actual special guests, not regular special guests. Right. <laughs> what are you trying but to they, say? I'm not special? You're not regular. <laughs> I just so I said. Remember I said, not regular. These are irregular special guests. I'm, I'm going to stop now. Guests. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> and you also get. We don't actually know their bowel movements, so we don't there, know that. There, there you go. <laughs> and some videos of before and after the show banter, which now that I have moved and we are quarantined, I will have time to get back on working. I think we're, what, three, four weeks behind now? Visit patreon.com slash live to get started. Thank you to our current, current patrons and. As always, you can join the convo on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, IG, YouTube. Use the hashtag PTLive. PTLive. Um, so today we're talking about quarantine in all caps. Quarantine. quarantine. Uh, I'm already drinking. So what are you all drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought this might be a two-beer show, so uh, I got two to No, start Derek's at the ready to bring me another, so. <laughs> so. So you guys can help uh, let me know which I should start with. Uh, we got all local. I think that's the theme. We're going very local these days. <laughs> Evil Genius, just a couple blocks from my house. This is one new phone, who dis? I love it's it. It's a, uh, a porter with uh, coffee and uh, caramel, caramel macchiato porter. 
it's really, I don't know about you guys, it's rainy here, it's dreary. So I it is here too, dark yeah. here. Or Flying Fish, which is just down in South Jersey, just over the bridge. We have their uh, fried ice cream stout. Nice. I figure, you know, if we're going to be in quarantine, fried ice cream and stout, that's everything I want in life right now. <laughs> so I'm going to vote the fried ice cream because right. I'm Ooh, going first. And I'm, yes. I got oatmeal. Uh, I got oatmeal raisin cookie brown ooh, ale. Perfect. I'm oh. excited about this one. So cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah, I made a bear run today since you know only essential places can be open. The liquor store is open. Totally open. <laughs> well, they shut. They shut the liquor stores in. in PA, oh no, they did. Was like a, it was a big deal. Yeah. So since I'm not shelter in place, if you need beer, I'll run. I'll make a run. Um, you know what? <laughs> I asked the guy at the I asked the guy at the liquor store. So, how has oh, wow. business been? You know, you know, because some places they're like, you know, business is abysmal. Other places, business is booming, depending on yeah. you know what you're doing. And he's like, you know, it's been weird because like there'll be like days or hours where nothing's happening, and then somebody will roll in and buy like four hundred dollars worth of beer. <laughs> So you guys, we're like, we're like, you know, you know, average it out. It's about the same, but it's just a whole different sort of buying pattern. Yeah. That I, right before the liquor store closed, I went and I yeah. got like five bottles of bourbon. And uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? No. Be a couple months. Like, hmm. so we, so Pennsylvania was shutting theirs down, but let me just like, you can still buy beer and wine in stores. You can, because they sell those in, in grocery stores right. and all the grocery stores are still open. So in Maryland, I mean, you, you cannot, right? Nor, so, nor Massachusetts. Uh, the liquor stores oh, yeah. are yeah. liquor, beer, wine, like any alcohol is in. So I think that's mm -hmm. why Pennsylvania could do that, right? That makes sense. Cause, and they're um, also state run, the liquor stores. Yeah. They just liquor and wine. They don't serve beer there. This right. by the way is amazing. It's also it? like 10% alcohol and, nice. and a pint. So um, yeah, we'll see how I do by the end of this episode. So I I'm not going am, anywhere. Um, well, so I just got delivered my next beer, which, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not just not going to pace myself. I got nothing. So yeah. <laughs> I got nothing for days. Um, so I am drinking a uh, bloodline, um, which is a flying dog brewery, um, mm. blood orange ale. It is one of my favorites. Um, nice. It is. It is a little high octane. Um, so Flying Dog has great descriptions. So here I we love go. theirs. Yeah, Raging Bitch and artwork. Raging Good Bitch. Artwork we too. also so when I so when Pennsylvania closed their stores, I just was like, I'm going now, right? I'm just going, and um, I bought so I bought a case of Bloodline and a case of Raging Bitch also. Um, so what brings us together, a brethren of good beer? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh God. That, like cracks me up. <laughs> this is beautiful. It's like the opening to, it uh, is. to the show. To the show. What brings <laughs> us together? A brethren of good beer. <laughs> I mean, isn't that it right there? It's a bitterness that runs through the veins. What could typically make goosebumps rise, send shivers up spines, merely fuse, fuels our intense love of the craft. Cast away your fears, embrace the fire, and join our flock. There you go. Love okay, on. then. Bloodline by Flying Flying Dog Brewery. <laughs> so um, yeah, about about two o'clock, Derek Derek and I built a fire because it's rainy and whatever here. And about two o'clock, um, I've been dealing with a couple of like issues because unprecedented, right? Like things have come up, and I'm like, oh, we didn't think of that, you know. 
So I've been dealing with a couple of those today and um, with Pennsylvania shelter in place, we're probably not getting our kids again, you know, so that got pushed out again. Um, and, and that's hard, but we under, like, we understand, we're trying to have a lot of understanding and grace about that. But about two o'clock, he looks at me and he goes, there's really no reason to have a beer, isn't there? Like, there's just no good reason not to do this. And I'm like, nope, hand me one too. <laughs> so I started already. <laughs> So you guys are without your kids. So we have, um, so we have, or 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 kids. just without Derek's. Well, what's the what's the what's we, the split up here? Yeah, we don't use that language, right? So, um, sorry. No, 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 no. It's not. It's just. It's weird to describe, but we try really hard not to like your kids and my kids. Like, we right? Try yeah. Really hard not to do that. Um, uh, and that's how we function. But yes, Derek's children are. Um, they live in Pittsburgh, and um with their mother and and again we were supposed to get them friday and then friday is kind of when pennsylvania really like shut yeah. down right and then right. they kind of lifted that so we said okay how about wednesday because um tomorrow's his ex-wife's birthday so like we're like how about wednesday that'll mm -hmm. you know whatever and then today they do a shelter in place so which again we all kind of thought was coming um and we're all trying to be really really understanding and really open and really gracious, but it's also just breaking our heart. So, so would that be the answer to our first question? What do you miss right now? The kids? <laughs> so I definitely miss the kids. I was, and some people said that, and I want to be, um, so my cousin, um, is a nurse at Vanderbilt hospital in Nashville. And her husband is also a nurse, um, there. And they dropped their kids off at my aunt and uncle's house and they, she drove away and texted us and was like, I, I just, I don't know when I'll see them again. Like it's safer that they're with yeah. my parents and like, and I just cried and cried and cried. Right. So sad. Um, and she's, a, she's a very skilled, amazing high risk delivery nurse, labor and delivery nurse, but she'll be reassigned somewhere, you know? Yeah, so many, so many stories of that medical profession, yeah. professionals taking their kids places and saying, all right, yeah. don't know when I'm going to see you again. Right. I, I can't and, imagine. And, and part of that for us is like, that's part of a reality we've had to deal with, but there's just a bigger disappointment knowing that they, that they're home, that they could be here, that they could, right? Yeah. Like, that's just a bigger disappointment. But it's just nothing compared to, I'm not, I, and it's not a competition. Let's not make it a competition. Right. So. But um, Shannon, I have to say your, yeah. your story and hearing those other stories is, is really important because I think it, it helps put things in perspective. I mean, we were joking before my answer to what do you miss right now would be, you know, time alone without my children uh, because I have, you know, five-year-old and a two-year-old um, cooped up in the house with, with us. And, um, but actually, like at the end of the day, I'm I, thinking about the people that are that don't get to hug their kids, that don't get to snuggle with them. Um, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful that I that I do have them here. And, yeah. and yes, there are times in the day when I when <laughs> me and my wife both begin to lose our sanity with them and whatever else. But um, but at the end of the day, you know, we have them here and we can be together as a family. Yeah, and I should say, so my um, my two biological children are, um, so the two that um, are mine, it's really hard language, right? We, we try really hard, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so their biological father lives and work, so he works like 
a half a mile from our house. So we, we're continuing our week to week back and forth. Um, and we might actually condense it like, so like four or five days at a time rather than a whole week. Um, so on one level, like I get a little bit of a reprieve, like we get a little bit of a reprieve and like that's, but they're also 12 and nine. So there's a little bit more, right? (laughs) I really feel for that, like five and two thing, like, don't get me wrong. Like 12 and nine. I mean, even today, like the biggest thing I had to do for my son was like Derek had to read with him. And um, I had to help him open the peanut butter jar. So it's not been such a bad, you know, but there are moments like I go back and forth. The, quar- like, the quarantine is young. Don't worry. Right. Exactly. And that's, I'm trying to pace myself, right? You so. have to, you have to pace yourself. One of the interesting uh, things that came out of this and um, I got a, I got a plug one of the musicians from my church. His name is uh, Brian Dozer. He goes by the music man and he, part of what he does for a living is, provide music services in like schools and daycares and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he and his daughter just started, you know, doing some singing videos on YouTube and it, it is off the chain right now in terms of views. He, you know, he set up his Venmo account and, and the money's pouring in because parents are like, we need some stuff for our kids to do so that we don't lose our minds. Yeah. Those Mo Willems, the Kennedy centers, Mo Willems. Oh my God. Doodling at lunch. My daughter loves that. The oh my gosh. Been huge. The yes. best. My huge. friend Laura, who is the pianist for the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, she's doing weekly concerts from her house. Super fun. And she's like, she's getting dressed up like she would, you know, to perform. She's like, dress up with me and have a glass of wine and <laughs> let's listen to some music. And I, I'm here, I'm here for all of it. Um, but I, I actually want this question to be in reverse. Like, what don't I miss? Like, I don't mm. miss going to work. <laughs> listen, listen. This is I the, don't miss putting on clothes. This is the <laughs> this is the church I had always envisioned. This is this is right. future church happening now. And I am here for that. <laughs> so it's funny, I'm getting emails from parishioners that are like, bathrobe church is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are, mine, are, mine are ready to go back. Mine are like, how long is it going to be? We need to get back together. And, and there is a piece of me, you know, that, that does miss that being oh, in the same space with people, absolutely. of course. But at the same point in time, like, uh, I, I ain't going to lie. I'm not a morning person. And, and, and we, pre, we pre-record the message. I, am, I ain't happy. I'm not mad at oh, sleeping no. in on a Sunday morning now. I'm recording these things at like 4 p.m. when I am. On Saturday. Five, yeah. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Like I'm, like, I'm good to go. We, um, we normally had to leave by 7 to get uh, our daughter to kindergarten on time, you know. And I have to say, like, my girls still wake up at 6 o'clock because they're little kids. Oh, God bless you. Do. <laughs> but at least from like six to eight, I can just like lay on the couch and put the yeah. on and be like, let's just chill. You're up, but we don't need to like do anything and get ready to go. And so there, it is nice actually. And, yeah. and a lot of people have mentioned that, how, how this has taken us out of the grind, you know, yeah. and, and it's something to sort of, you know, appreciate. And I really feel for people right now who, um, like need their schedule like we posted this on facebook right mm-hmm. and a couple of people were like i really do miss my structure and and i get it i mean i on one hand i get it and on the other hand like we're just not those people and that like the structure of like needing mm-hmm. to be somewhere for somebody else's sake and 
getting to work on your own time and things like that. Like, man, it's, it's, it's really nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, at the same time, I haven't had as good boundaries around this is when I work and this is when I don't work. I was on a call last night at, um, at like nine o'clock with, yeah. with our senior rabbi. But at the same time, it was kind of like, it just, we needed to get stuff done. It, it worked. Right. And um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that a little bit. I have enjoyed, I've been home a lot more in the evenings. I've been home every evening. And normally I, work <laughs> I was, was going to say, you want to qualify that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We are, we are self-quarantined. We're not going anywhere. <sighs> But um, so it has been nice having more family time. I would say the thing I probably, you know, and we've been able to like go for walks. I take the dogs out so we get that outdoor time. Um, but I've, um, it sounds silly, but I miss like, I'm not a big shopper. But, like mm-hmm. I miss just like going into stores, like going, mm. going out to eat some of that. It's so like consumeristic, but I guess I, I, I live in that world and I like it. You know, we've been getting, we have, we don't need a lot, but like we've needed some groceries. So we've been getting them all delivered. Thankfully, you know, it's still working around here. Um, and that feels a lot safer than going to the supermarket. But I miss like going to the supermarket. I was the one who always shopped every week. And like, I don't know, it's something fun. I, I love the supermarket. I love, you know, taking my time, talking with people, touching all the produce, picking it all out, <laughs> not doing any of that stuff anymore. There's all, so there's, you, this is all your fault. You're one of the grocery, you one of the produce touchers that are spreading this thing around. Yeah, you stay I, I, home. I, I was. I haven't been for, for a good couple of weeks now, so don't worry. To, to your point, yeah, I think, because I was, I was struggling with this, because for the most part, I'm like, there's not much I miss. I, I like staying home. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I did most of my shopping online already. So, so I haven't had to, I, you know, other than the Sunday morning experience, you know, things haven't wholly been upended in, in my routine other, you know, than just moving. But the thing I missed is I think the going to restaurants and the movies, like that was my, that was my Friday self-care routine. Take myself out to lunch, to the movies, really live. And if you, and if any of you have read the artist way by Julia Cameron, uh, take, take yourself on an artist date. That was my Friday routine. And I'm like, it's not quite the same pulling up a Netflix movie and eating on my couch. Like, right. you know. I have had like several times I've thought, oh, I wonder what's out right now, right? To like open my movie app and uh-huh. and then I'm like, oh, right. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> and Two recommendations, Letterkenny and Dave, both on like, Hulu. Dave, like the old movie Dave? Like the no, movie? no, no. It's, oh. a, it's a series. It's a series oh, okay. about, it's a series about a- I was like, what? <laughs> a young Jewish kid aspiring to be a rapper, and it is hilarious. I actually know a a Jewish uh, rapper. His name's Matt Barr, and he is the Bible rapper. You got to look him up. Rapper. He's amazing. He's right. he's the best. I think he's the only one out there. So <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I, hey, I used to rock with Mattis Yahoo. Remember Mattis Yahoo? It might be yeah, the same guy. Yeah, cause... yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. But he's yeah. more reggae. He's not really. Yes, bad. yes, yes, he right? is. Yeah. So I, I want to read a couple of our internet because people, like Ogan said, nobody likes the serious questions, but everybody jumps on these questions. Yeah. yeah. So um, some people said, my children, and I miss structure to my days. Um, going to the gym, that was like my mm. meditation place. Um, somebody said, baseball. We didn't even get those awesome audience list games we were hoping right? for. <laughs> 
I was so um, pissed when they shut down the NBA. I was like, are you kidding? I was, I was structuring my whole move around getting into my new spot before the playoffs started. And yeah. No. And then somebody said contact with others, which is like, that's a big one, especially like we're yeah. home all, you know, there's four of us in the house right now, but like some people don't have anything. Yeah. And that's, that's Look, as human beings, we require physical contact. It's Absolutely. Part of, of who we are. And I, I, you know, I probably get more physical contact than I <laughs> what I want. No, with your kids. children that age, <laughs> that's very me. real. But, yeah. but I think of, of people that are home alone and, and it, lacking that physical contact. It's difficult. It's real. Yeah. It crossed and, it crossed my mind that this might not have been the best time for me to decide to be single. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. is your daughter is your daughter home with you? So, um, sort of. Um, she is she is making Raleigh, North Carolina, with her mom's family. Her her kind of like home away from home base. Yeah. But she and her aunt actually just drove up yesterday because she has to pack her stuff up from the house we moved out of. Mm. So oh, she's okay. so she is packing it up to take it back down to. Uh, Raleigh. So they came in last night. They spent the night here with me and we had two other friends over and it was really good to see her and hang with her and all that kind of stuff. And at the same time, our relationship as she's been in college has basically been, you know, video chats every few days. So, so I'm already in the routine of not having her physically around all the time. So this is not as much of a shock uh, to my, to my system. And the truth is, as much as I love that kid, if we were stuck in the same small yeah. loft, like for weeks and weeks on end, mm, it's not going to end well for one of us. So the last one and my favorite one um, yes. that, and then we will move on, is Kevin Short says that what he misses most is common sense. Indeed. Indeed. We're with oh. you, Kevin. We totally yeah. are. Those, so- listen... I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, I never wish harm on others. I really don't. But all those fools down in Florida on spring break. Oh, my God. Listen. Ridiculous. Not, not on the top of my prayer list. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, there's, there's several. In the la- yesterday, particularly, there were a couple of names that came out that I will not speak, but, like, was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So my friend Tripp posted on social media that Brian picked up. Um, Is it possible to turn self-quarantine into a spiritual retreat? Here's what Tripp said on social media. This is not a spiritual spiritual retreat or a sabbatical. It is a pandemic. Why can't it be both? I'm just saying. So I texted Tripp and I was like, hey, we're talking about your question today. And I was like, do you have any thoughts? And he was like, nope. <laughs> I mean, I mean, isn't that what happened to, to actor Jared Leto? He was, he was on, he was on the 12 day oh, yeah, he was like in the, in the, in the desert, desert right? <laughs> meditation retreat. Came back to, came back to the apocalypse. But no, I, I think, I think we should make some of this time spiritual retreat time, you know, turn it from self isolation to self inspiration. Yes. Spend some time unplugging from the news and the streaming and all of that. And, and, you know, set aside a couple, either an hour a day or a day a week or a couple of days a month. Cause I mean, we're going to be in this for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, absolutely. You can, you can 
take some spiritual retreat, retreat, retreat time. Retweet it. How strong is this bear? <laughs> Seriously. The, um, it, there's a, a famous quote that I love by um, uh, Achad Ha'am, who's a famous uh, Hebrew uh, poet and author. And he said, more than Shabbat has kept the Jewish people, more than the Jewish people have kept Shabbat, Shabbat has kept the Jewish people. Ooh, I love and that. I love it, right? And it's this idea that, that the Sabbath is something, and I, I think especially for Jews, but I would say for, for, for Christians very much, there's this idea of the Sabbath, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, but this is something that, that has really helped keep us together as a community. It's helped grounded us. And especially, you know, if you think about ancient Judaism, it was all centered in place. Right. It was all about the, the temple in Jerusalem. It was all about everyone gathering together. It was all about making right. pilgrimage there. And when the temple was destroyed and we were a diaspora people spread out across the world, it was Shabbat. That's yeah. what that's what our, our sages teach that really kept us kept us going, kept our tradition going. And so I think there's a lot of beauty in that. And when we think about the fact that we can't gather in sacred spaces together. Perhaps we can we can really elevate sacred time, and how do we lift up time, uh, as opposed to space? And that, right. to me, is kind of a, a bit of what that question gets at. It's it's you know I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned what you just did because I was about to say, in many ways, it's like, um, and I and I don't mean this lightly. We're all now in exile, in yeah. in, in some yeah, way, yeah. shape, or form. How oh, do we that. how do we continue? to to feel that sense of connectivity that that sense of, of of oneness that sense of we are we are part of something bigger when most of us are sitting in our house by ourselves or with just one or two you know other other people and it's been it's been fascinating to to see people um you know in different spiritual communities um, I don't know if they at this point really do miss the connection that much, but the idea of not having it has made them so hungry that like they're willing to stretch their boundaries in terms of like learning how to navigate technology and oh, stuff yeah. like that to, to come on. I, I, I had the, it was fascinating this Sunday. So, you know, a lot of people are live, you know, a lot of clergy are live streaming at the time they usually do church. And uh, we decided to pre-record as Shannon, uh, like Shannon is doing. And um, because be, uh, the, the plan is always to record like on a Saturday. I moved this weekend and we had to do it early Sunday morning. But I think because of like, you know, all these um, online video conferencing platforms are under such tremendous strain, it was taking forever for the video to process and and it was getting close to 10 o'clock, getting close to 10 o'clock. And about quarter to 10, I realized we're not going to make it. We're not going to get this video up at 10. So, you know, update the page to say, um, due to technical difficulties, uh, video will be posted in a few minutes. Just, you know, keep checking back or refreshing your, your page. But before I could get that up there, before I could get that up there, 10 o'clock hit. Okay. Now, I got to tell you, the video got up there at 10.05. But 10 o'clock hit and my phone started blowing up. Where's the video? We can't find it. It's a blank screen. What's happening? My phone is blowing up. And all I had to think was, guys, y'all don't come to church on time any Sunday. What is, what are you, what is happening right now? I hope when we start gathering and seeing all y'all at 10 because 
five minutes is all it was. It was it was kind of hilarious, but at the same time, it really drove home that that people wanted to be yes in that place of no matter where we are, we are all doing this at the same time together, and it's it's continuing our sense of ritual and continuity and routine, and and they don't they don't want that disrupted. Uh, so it was it was kind of fun to experience that. So I have to say just just a word about that because you weren't the only one that had that problem mm-hmm. um that so we we are recording like i said in the pre-show we recorded our music ahead of time so n- nobody had to do that week by week um right. and i'm recording my stuff on like wednesday and then derek's putting it all together for us and like everything's done by saturday night and uploaded and et cetera, et cetera. and so like I even MailChimp the link out like Saturday night and it gets sent out at like 6.30 a.m. And I'm like, listen, if you want to hit that go button at 10.30, if you need that consistency, great. But if you want to do it at 8.30, go ahead. Like, why not? Yeah. All these people. And and I, again, I'm really like, this is not about judgment. Y'all, we're doing what we need to do. With exactly. The and to each their whatever. own. But I'm like, I don't need to get together with you at 10.30. Like, I'm going to be drinking my mimosa and have my video <laughs> and like, do my thing, you know? Like, come on. It's fine. It, it is. It, so, it is. So I'm sorry I had to take a call so I had to mute you for a second. But, like, so Trip actually texted me about why he posted this. Uh-huh. Um, and he said he's just tired of seeing, like, this is a deep creative time for all of us. And um, he says, Jesus never said to the leopards, gee, I hope you used all of that alone time to improve your prayer life. (laughs) 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 So like, (laughs) I I get, like, I feel that deeply, like, uh, especially, so I was reminded of a few things that I just want to name, like, when this first happened, I, I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to do it well. And I wanted to make sure everybody understood our decision. Cause especially when we made the decision, not everybody was on board. Like yeah. churches were still open that Sunday or, you know, yeah. whatever. And it was all happening so fast. Um, and I was worried because our, we did it so quickly that the quality isn't like the quality of the re- recordings aren't very high. And, whatever and i just like on one hand i was like shannon you need to let that shit go right like you need to just whatever and then on the other hand i was like give the people what they want you know and we're so used to these like beautifully produced videos from even amateurs and all this stuff and um but then i realized and and one of my very good parishioners like told me at church she said you know i have to admit that as a as a retired person, this actually hasn't changed my life that much. And I was like, you know what? Super helpful. Thank you. Right? So like all these past, so I've picked up, like we did a Thursday morning Bible study that I've put online, uh-huh. you know, so we're continuing that. And I, the only thing I added was a, a Tuesday evening prayer and check-in. And honestly, it was just as much for me as it was for anybody else. Right. Um, but all these people that are like, I need to connect with you daily and I need to do all this stuff daily. Like, 
You really didn't do has... that when this wasn't going on. Exactly. Like, why, yep. why do you suddenly need it now? Yep. Exactly. I'm like, you are just creating work for yourself. <laughs> well, that's, 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 I mean, that's again, the fear, the fear of the fear of something is being taken from us that we only now realize how really valuable it was. So now we got to overcompensate. Uh, so here's the other thing that was said to me that was super helpful. And it was said to me by my spiritual direction director, who I love, love, love. And she said, you know what? You're just not that important. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you know what? You are so right. <laughs> like, I'm just not that important. I mean, church is important. As their pastor, I am important. I am an important person in their lives. But like, yeah it's okay. And, and I, I've said this over and over again, right? Like as long as I I'm giving messages of comfort and I'm doing the consistent things that we like that people ask of church or, or of, you know, of our religious um, centers. And I added one little thing for people who needed it. But mm -hmm. other than that, like, I just need to be like, I need to just kind of exist in the world. So one last thing I have to say about this. There's some folks at the church who feel like, you know, their role is like, we can't do without it. Um, and I'm like, no, no one is indispensable. Not, not even me. Right. So it's, it's really, it's really okay. <laughs> so um, Diana Butler Bass says, some spiritualities or theologies of isolation and solitude through the history of the church were chosen, some forced by war and plague, some from the necessity of persecution. In all cases, Christians were changed. And what can emerge is a richer understanding of the self, God, and neighbor, as well as a rearrangement of divine economy. Discuss. I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll start with, um, I think that's, that's a hard one for me. Um, I think it's because uh, there, there are a few different theologies that really speak to me, but one especially is the theology of Martin Buber. Um, I don't know if you guys have studied Buber at all, but um, he wrote a book called I Am Thou. And in his book, Buber talks about God being the electricity between two people when they truly meet. When you truly meet someone on a holistic level, you see them for who they are, that is God. That is the energy between you. He calls it a dialectic theology. And it's something that's always spoken a lot to me. And so I, I, I'm an extrovert as well. You know, I love being with people. And, and I really find God in, in, in my interactions with people. And so I don't know. I, 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 maybe it can be a growing for me to find God in isolation. And maybe it's an opportunity mm. to grow and to find a different one. But, but my first thought is like, that's not where God is for me personally. I, I have that same problem, Eli. I, um, I cried the other, I've, I've cried at every Zoom conference meeting we've had, which I've only had three, right? I had a Tuesday evening prayer, a Thursday morning Bible study, and then I had a session, which is our leadership meeting on Sunday, because we needed to extend our, we had put a yeah. date of March 30th, right? And we needed to extend that you know, suspension of worship, in-person worship. 
And I cried just seeing the people, just hearing them, just like, you know. Um, and so on one hand, I think I'm doing pretty well at home by myself, blah, 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 with my family. And then the next thing I know, I see them and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I miss you so much, right? Like, um, I was having a really tough time Saturday and I just, I sat down with my hymn book at the piano and I just played some hymns and like sang some hymns and I was like, for me, music is the only, is, it's the one way I connect to God alone, right? Like if I'm by myself and not in community, that's the one way I, I, I call it my direct line. Like if I need to get there, that's the way I get there. Um, but I, I think back to when I was in seminary, I did a, I did a two week course on Cistercian spirituality, which is um, we went to the Abbey of Gethsemane, which is where Thomas Merton was in Bardstown, Kentucky. And we spent a couple of weeks there with the, with the monks and brother Paul. And I actually have a picture of brother Paul in my office because I just, he just had one of those spirits, right? But he was a man who, so not only are they a silent, um, monastery with a few exceptions, but um he didn't even sleep in the cloisters like he slept out in a barn somewhere like he sought like needed that solitude and he joined that order when he was 16 years old and when i met him he was well into his 60s and he talked about their actually the the abbey borders their property borders up to fort knox in kentucky so they would have fort knox would have these like middle of the night drills and stuff where like shots would be fired and things would happen while they're training and he gave this beautiful story of like that being reminded at that time we were at war with iraq um and he gave this beautiful story of being thinking like war is so far away and yet it is literally in my backyard right and he said, you know, my job, like we all have our jobs in this. We all have individual contributions um, in, in the spirit of God. And he said, my job is to be in solitude and to pray for the world. He said, I didn't know your name until two weeks ago, but I was praying for you. And like, I broke down, right? Mm. And I was like, yeah. thank God like, thank God there is somebody's job in the world to just pray for the world, like to pray for us. Yeah. And that was his job. He was holding, like, he's, he's holding space he's, and, exactly. and that's, we need people to hold space. And there are people whose genuine gift it is to be in solitude. I wouldn't even call it isolation, right? But to be in mm -hmm. solitude and hold space in prayer for the divine. And like, that is not what I was called to do. I, right. I mean, I am called to do that for my people, but I am called to do that in the presence, in their presence. Yeah. And, and that's what's hard about this for me. Well, for me, it, it, it's not hard. And, and when I first read this, the first thing that came to mind was Elijah in the cave. And, yeah, and, still small and voice, that still small right? voice, because up to that, up to that point, powerful. yeah, up to that point, no one was questioning his faith in God and, and he wasn't questioning it either, you know, but because he found himself in that isolated place, he had a wholly different experience, holy yeah. and with the W. And I think 
a more deeper and intimate experience because there wasn't all the external you know noise of you know having to light pillars on fire and stuff like that like like deal with people he could get that so in in unity also because our emphasis is on inner divinity um it's it's something that that we really connect with in the solitude in the isolation through meditation uh through spiritual practices that that affirmative prayer that that we do on our own so so for me i didn't i didn't struggle with this as much um uh, be, because of that because ultimately i always say to you know folks in classes i says ultimately this this always begins as a mental exercise we we you know we hear the word we we hear these teach-ins and 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 we are in community with each other and see people modeling different things but then we still have to internalize it and then we have to have it transform us um so that requires some element of solitude and um isolation in in many ways so yeah i'm i was i was kind of i was kind of good with this um the uh, and and I think what we're seeing now again is this rearrangement of divine economy. And when I read that, I just said something to to you know to my church folk. We did a um, we kind of did like an, a virtual hospitality um, after on, on Sunday, like big live Zoom call. A lot of people turned up for it, but you know um, people worried about you know folks losing jobs and income and so on. And and I and I said to folks, listen. There's, there is no lack in God We're, you know, let's remember abundant teachings, which is God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, relate to it, understand it. There is no lack. Now, what we're seeing is the usual channels for that abundance are either stopping, pausing, changing in some way, but that's, so we have to open up ourselves to use our imagination or creativity and be inspired to create those new channels, but there, ain't, there isn't any lack. So, so once we can keep in, in, in that place, I said, you know, this is, this is what uh, the feeding of the 5,000 demonstrated, whether you believe Jesus actually multiplied the loaves and fishes or, you know, people pulled up the traveling food and decided to share with each other, whichever way you want to go. The point is there was always more than enough. It just wasn't in plain sight. So that's the, that's the, for me, when I read rearrangement of divine economy, that's taking it back to let's base our economy on divine attributes of given of abundance of sharing of not hoarding the toilet paper, but yeah. you know, I have 10 roles. I don't have that much wiping to do. Can I share my roles with somebody else? You know? Yeah. And I, and there's I think, a, uh, oh. oh, go ahead, Eli. I, I was going to say there's a, there's a song by Wilco that I love called Jesus, etc. I don't know if you guys have heard mm-hmm. it before, but, um, but in the song, he has a great line where he says, um, our love is all of God's money. And, mm. and 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 love that's the divine economy right right that's the way i always yes. do it and so it's interesting that that so much of I, I love that phrase divine economy right but to me the divine economy is 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 the love the care we give to other people and so i see that in our relationship with one another 
Yeah. And I think, I think both, both the previous question about, you know, this is a time of spiritual retreat and, and both this quote, I think that what it's kind of saying is like, don't put more pressure on me. Right. Like, and let's not push each other into like, you must be, I, I think that for some, if we say, Hey, this is a time to really commune with God. Like Eli, you just said, like, that's a challenge for you in a time where like, maybe we don't need more challenge. Yeah. yeah. This is so, all optional. You don't have to do let's, exactly. let's, let's, let's give ourselves a break. Let's take it yeah. easy right now. Right? Like, and to your point, Shannon, I don't know if you, I forget if this was pre-show or after the show started, let's pace ourselves. We, we ain't got to do it all in the first week or two of the quarantine. This is going to be a stretch. It's okay some days to do absolutely nothing. So and I, it's okay some days to, yeah, go write yeah. the next great American novel. Right. Like I said to my session on Sunday, which is my leadership board, I said, you guys, the last two weeks have been chaos and I haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. So everything is in place. Everything is ready to go. And this is just the beginning. So I'm going to back off. Like yes. I'm going to, I'm going to start yeah. to back off. And part of the reason why I got them together was to say like, I need you because you're feeling helpless and like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and here you go. Here's, here's some things that you can do. And here's some things that you can help me with. And they're like, right on, let's, let's do it. Like we're the leaders, let's go. And I, I serve a beautiful, wonderful, amazing place. And part of this, you know, like I want to pray, my particular prayers in a lot of ways go to pastors who are hearing like, hey, your live stream wasn't amazing. And hey, you know, like my people are just like- It doesn't anything. matter. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter. And anything you can give them is fine. And you don't have to give them every day and whatever. Um, but just, just hold, like my people don't do any of that. Like nobody says like, oh, that quality was terrible. <laughs> right. Like my people are just like, we love you. And that part of that's the benefit. Like I'm in my ninth year at this place, right? So they trust me. Yeah. And, and I've, I actually really feel for the people that have like just started calls and like, <laughs> They're like two months in and they're like, have you thought about, and they're like, yes, I thought about that. And like, whereas you know, my, my people two after 10 and the video's not up text, text, text. Okay. My phone. Exactly. <laughs> Did you forget? No. Uh, but they were, they were to your point, Shannon, I, I joke about that. And, and they were, they're all so very grateful. Every, yeah. every congregant is so sorry so very grateful why is it i got do not disturb and the phone still rings i don't understand what's happening somebody my called you like three times like so so you know your, i'm your your favorite list <laughs> they're not this guy it's Sam uh, likely so Sam likely is our new there, nemesis in our house there you go people like, are that guy People are, people are, for the most part, so very grateful that we are taking the time and the effort yeah. to still be, to be that spiritual touchstone for them. And I've told them, I've responded to each and every one of them. And I was like, I, I want to be the person that doesn't need this, but I, I need this. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for letting me know. Like, I, I need to know that you're getting what you need right now yeah. um and like i i think we all do whether we want to admit it or not we all do right um 
So is there, is there a verse of scripture or religious principle that's grounding you in this time of separation? Um, or is there, is there a personal practice that is grounding you? Um, I, got, I got two verses of scripture. The first one, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love. What is love. it? And a sound mind. Wasn't there three things? That's going to be the spirit of fear. Uh, but a power, love, and sound mind. Something like that. Yes, I am a minister. Uh, no, listen, we're a minister you think a couple of some, years in. You think quote some scripture. Um, uh, anyways. It's in Timothy. You're doing Timothy, right? Yeah, I think God so. God has not given us the spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity, but power, love, self-control. Power. Or self-discipline. Yeah, I, I you know, there's some verses that Whenever I quote them, I got to go back to the King James because yeah. that's how they were embedded in me. And, you know, yeah, power, yeah. love, and sound mind. All right. My sound second mind. favorite verse, that long-running joke, and it came to pass. <laughs> so let's remember that during these times um, that this is, it, it, you know, people are like, our lives are forever changed and altered. Yeah, well, your life kind of is for a lot of little things almost every other day. So, right. you know while it's important to do the things that are being asked of us to limit the spread of this, let's, let's remember that um, we still have life. Um, that's a good thing worth celebrating. And at some point we will be able to like medically, scientifically, you know, get the upper hand on this. And my fear around this whole thing, I want you to say fear is that, what what I'm concerned is going to happen is that because of this virus, there have been so many people, to your point, Eli, shifting how we show up in love, yeah. and that when we get a handle on this, we're going to just go back to the old ridiculous way of being. Yeah. And I'm like, can we, you know, how how can we hold on? This changes us. To, yeah. To the to the you know, saying to the to the elderly neighbor, let me go buy your groceries. How can we hold on to? You know, all the amazing stories we're seeing of people stepping up to help others. Why, why, why haven't we been living like that all along? <laughs> yeah, that's really shed a light for me, too. Like, this is really just highlighting things we, I, I don't want to should us, right, to death, right? But, but things we could have been doing all along that, like, all these people that have learned, like, oh, it's really easy to Facebook Live. And I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. it really is you know but anyway just whatever so there there are also two uh two verses or they're not scripture but two lines that have that have really stayed with me um one to speak to the fear ogan is um uh there's a famous uh rabbi rabbi nachman of Bratzlav, who once said uh and actually the text is often translated wrong it's often translated as the whole world is a very narrow bridge and the most important part is not to be afraid. But actually, the, the Hebrew of the text is the whole world is a very narrow bridge. And the most important part is not to make yourself afraid. It's actually in the reflexive, lehit pached in Hebrew. And I, I just, I found this very, it's a, it's a text I always loved, right? That, that we're walking this fine line, this narrow bridge. And especially in this time, to not, to not um, embolden the fear, to not enable the fear, to not let it take control of us is so important. And the other text is another one, not from scripture, but um, the Hebrew is Gamze Yavor, 
this too shall pass. Yeah. And uh, I actually had to look it up because I, I didn't I didn't know exactly where it came from. It's originally actually it's Persian, and its its uh, origin is the Persian poet Rumi. Um, mm. But then later was actually used by Abraham Lincoln, which I never realized. Interesting. Um, and according to Wikipedia, Abraham Lincoln said, "And this too shall pass away." How much it expresses how chastening in the hour of time, how consoling in the depths of our afflictions. And I just, um, it's, a, it's a phrase that's, that's always stayed with me. It's one that we use a lot in Hebrew uh, in, in our Jewish you know, community. And just to remember that, that we will get through this, we will move beyond this, and there'll be a time when I'm just looking forward to hugging everybody. You know, that's what I said. Where I can just hug everybody. I said, I am just going to go out and give everybody, I was like, I just need a world group hug right now. That random person in the street, I'm just going to start hugging everybody left and right when they tell us we can. So I, I have. Not to mention, you're going to run into the grocery store and touch everything. <laughs> all touch the all the produce. I'm touching every single avocado to make sure it's the oh right my God. Purpose, man. Oh my I'm God, sorry. we've got so many avocados. Let me just tell you. <laughs> so I have, I have. Um, I have gone to the exile texts, right? The prophets. Um, mm. So Isaiah 40 runs through my head regularly because it, it kind of grounds me in, in job-wise. Like really what is needed is comfort. Comfort, comfort ye my people, yeah. right? Nakamu, nakamu. Yeah. yeah, like speak mm. of peace. Like it's it's okay and we're in this together and we may be apart, but like I, I, I told I told Derek, I said, my emails to the congregation are soon going to sound very much like a World War II soldier off at war. Like, I, I think of you daily on my, like, yeah. I miss the smell of your hair. <laughs> like, it's going to uh. sound like that. Um, but I also, I've, so in the decision-making process of all of this, um, Jeremiah 29.7 has just been stuck on me. Um, but seek the welfare of the city to which I sent you in exile mm. and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. And nice. that to me is just so grounding in like, it's not about my needs and it's really not even about your needs. It's about our collective, right? We, I mean, we see that verse lived out on social media over and over again in this way of like, live as if you are infected and you're, you know, doing all of these things, infecting mm -hmm. other people. Like that's seek the welfare of your city over your own like needs and process. And, but I've, I've been, I'm not a Wesleyan, um, you know, in my tradition, but I love the quote and I've, I've been repeating this over and over again, uh, this John Wesley quote, um, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can it, at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as ever you can. And that to me is just kind of what it is right now. Like I, we're all doing our best, right? Is kind of how that can be summed up. And I'm going to do what I can with these restraints, um, including modeling good behavior um in all of that so and the last one i hold on to is a psalm which i don't remember 49 maybe fret not it tends only towards evil like 
<laughs> I'll okay. hold on to that one too. <laughs> like that's a good one for me. Okay. I mean, there's Philippians of like, do not be anxious about anything, and I'm like, I'm anxious about everything. We got, but, we got, yeah, we got to acknowledge, we got to acknowledge anxiety. Let's not just ignore right. it, but don't like, let don't, it hijack us. <laughs> yeah, don't do not be anxious about anything. Like, okay, but fret not. It tends only towards evil. Like, okay, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Oh, friends, thank you. Um, a big thanks to our special guest, Eli. We'd like to thank the originator of Pub Theology. You're back to being special, Eli. Back to being special. Back to being special. I, I, thank you. Thank you. It means a lot I mean, me. we're just assuming because he's a regular guest. <laughs> he's a, he's a as special long as regular. I'm special and regular, everything is good in this world. I mean, he, he eats his fiber through beer, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> By the way, this, uh, this second one I had, if anyone gets a chance to try this, the new phone who dis, uh, evil genius, it is amazing. It tastes it? like um, you ever had that caramel popcorn? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, it's like caramel popcorn. It's. Oh my god, I'm gonna have world. to look for that. That looks it's really like, good. It's like buttery. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So we'd like to thank Brian um, Burkoff because mm. man alive these days questions <laughs> like i texted him earlier and i was like i'd love to help you but i got nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and our producer derek weston connect and spread the word on social media all the socials just go anywhere you can find this episode on soundcloud stitcher spotify apple or google podcasts um sign up at patreon.com slash pt live for more content find or create a pub theology in your town well you might want to wait um but make them virtual to... virtual virtual, yeah, pub virtual pub theologies um go to pubtheology.com slash directory and until next time friends drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing
Cheers. Cheers. Salud. So, oh, again, I didn't, yes. I didn't, epi- I didn't get through. I tried to listen to the episode twice, and I got maybe twenty minutes in. Um, but I just want you to know that opening isn't so easy, is it? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so Shannon, I need to change the language over a craft brewed pint because for some reason that is really hard to say <laughs> over a craft brewed pint. Like, I don't know what it is, but it, it doesn't sit well in the mouth. It's, Shannon, it's, I wanted to say that I, I often do not listen to the episodes, but my wife is an avid listener and oh, really? she just, she has been raving about you. And she said in the last episode, whatever one, the last one you were on, um, she was like dying laughing and said you were like so odd and so funny. So I just, nice. to, I meant to, I meant to share that. Well, thank you. Like, I'm always like, why does anybody listen to me talk? That's so weird. <laughs> like, if, well, if she loves it. She's a, a disciple. If oh, there's any right. consolation, uh, Eli, uh, none of us listen to the show either. Like, no. I think <laughs> I, 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 I could still come on, on two hands and number at full episodes of this show. I've listened to it. We've been doing this for like, what, four years now? It's kind of ridiculous. Well, I also, I hate hearing my own voice. Right, so yeah. I'll only listen to ones, I'll, I'll listen occasionally to ones where I'm not on it. And I enjoy that actually because you guys are amazing. It's fun. I I I love hearing the song in my own voice. I'll be I'll be I'll be <laughs> humble enough to oh, admit that no. bit of vanity. But my point for me, the reason I don't re-listen <laughs> to them is it's like I was on it. I was right. there when it happened. Right. <laughs> Why do I need to hear it again? The only ones I usually listen to, if any, are the ones that to your point, I am not yeah. on them. So, I, want, I want to hear what I missed. Yeah, so I I um, I only listen to the ones that I'm not on. And with the exception of the time of sabbatical last year where I was on, not on a chunk of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to know what was said and what happened and, you know, all of that stuff. And I also, like last week, I just, I needed to bow out because I was just I, like. Yeah, I forgot I to ask exhausted. about that. What, 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 not, not what happened to get you to that point, but I mean, yeah, talk a little bit about that. So I, I need to say, so, okay, that week, the week before last, we recorded last week's episode, right? And I'm sure you all have a very similar timeline. Um, so the news is coming out, the news is coming out. We had a session, which is our leadership board. We had a meeting on Tuesday night. And we have a parishioner that works for um, John Hopkins in infectious diseases. Oh. So I asked her to come to our session meeting to... Like, cause I didn't know, I don't know what to believe anymore. Right. Don't we don't know, know what we don't know. I, right. Like, and so I, she came and she was like, y'all need to shut it down. I'm telling you right now, please shut it down. Like if you have worship this Sunday, let it be your last for a while. And we were, uh, me leading the charge going, I don't know. Like, it's fine. I mean, I was like, if we get a diagnosed case in our congregation, if, and she's like, I'm telling you, that's not going to happen. Like, you, we don't have enough testing kits. We don't have enough, like, we are not prepared. And right. she talked all about lowering the curve and the hospitals and the blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, ah, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> So Wednesday, then, but then all Wednesday, I was just like, my anxiety went through the roof, right? 
Like I was absorbing what she said and what we talked about and, you know, all of these things. And I'm going, oh my God, I just, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, I don't know. And Thursday morning, she texted me and she basically said, shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you need, you need, and she said in a very nice way, she said, please shut it down. Like, please don't have worship. Please don't whatever. So that Thursday, I'm at a leadership training event with 25 other clergy members. And I was like, hey guys, look at this, you know? Uh, and like, yeah. so we're we, like, thank God I was with them, to be honest, right? right. Um, because we processed it together and we kind of collectively made this decision because I, like, our, we have a governing, we have a judicatory, right? Like a governing body above us. And they were zero help. Oh, it's up to your individual congregation, what you want to do. And I was like, <laughs> like, I can't make this, like, yeah. this is too much, right? Yeah. I mean, we're literally talking about people's lives here, like literally. And like, so we went through that training and then by Thursday afternoon, in Maryland, the governor had like come out and said, schools are closing. Like we're sh like government is shutting down no more gathering than this and no more whatever. And like, so we all, after the training, we all the clergy got together and we were like, okay, what do we do? And we we all kind of collectively agreed we're, we're closing down. This is it. So I drove straight to church because choir was about to come to church on Thursday night and choir and the team were about to meet. And I called on the way, I called our choir director and I said, call everybody. Nobody is coming. Nobody is showing up. Um, I called the team. I said the same thing. And I emailed our leadership board and I said, guys, this is, here are my justifications I, and we're done. I have this comedic view of like choir members pulling up in the cars in the parking lot, walking up the church steps and you are running. No! Stop! So, so the, like some people did that. Like some people. In a, in a bird mask. Because that's all I had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some, some people literally their choir was rehearsing and they made the decision and they like walked in and were like, leave now, yeah. you know? Wow. Um, so we stopped them. I had an hour. I had two hours for choir and I had one hour for the team and there's only five members of the team. So I just sent them a group text, like don't come in. Um, and, and then Friday was all the recordings, shutting down the office, getting all the files together. Saturday we did team recordings. Um, and Sunday, and then I, I did all my recordings for worship and Derek put those, Derek spent probably six to eight hours on Sunday, putting all that together. And Sunday rolled around and I thought, oh, all this stress will melt away because the video got put out and I'll feel better when everybody gets it. And like, I woke up Sunday morning at 6.30, like the minute the, the video went out and I freaked out. Like, what if the link doesn't work? What if people don't like? I mean, it just like, oh my God. And then Monday, like I was putting together all these Zoom things and whatever. And I didn't ask the question and then he walked away. So whatever. But um, by Monday, I just had to let something go. So this was the thing that got let go. And Derek said he'd be willing to do it. And I just said, I like, I just 
two yesterday, even two days ago, was I able to come down from the anxiety that I'd been feeling? Um, the pressure that I felt as like, I don't, so I am a, I'm a, what we call a solo pastor, right? So I am, I do not have a team of people. I have my leadership board, but like, I don't have a team of people to discuss this with besides other pastors. And so like, I felt, and still like, I'm still dealing with the fears and the anxieties Mm -hmm. of like having to make that decision and genuinely feeling like people's lives were in my hands. Yeah, it's 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 sort of a it's sort of a tough place to be because you know you disappoint a lot of people. Yeah. And and if it turns out to be nothing, then you know you're, you're even more in the crosshairs. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if it, it turns out to be nothing. Maybe it's because it's nothing because we did all this, right? right. Like that's and that's a, and that's the point. That's that's the whole point. People are saying if it turn if if the point is for nothing to, to, to happen. Um, exactly. But, so, uh, two, so two people that no, Thursday, it's hard. That I, Thursday I mean, I night, gonna... I'm sorry. Go no, no, go for it, Shannon. Sorry. So the Thursday night that I canceled, two people showed up out of, out of probably that group of 25 mm-hmm. that we canceled. And both of them said, but, but so our, the recommendations were you're not allowed to gather under 50 at that point. That was the recommendation. The good old days. The good old days. Uh, <laughs> and, and one of them said like, well, on a low attended Sunday, we're under 50. And I'm like, okay, that's like August, number one. <laughs> and she's like, well, if all the old people stay home. And then I gave her my like oh, no. solidarity, you know, whatever. And she was well-meaning, you know. She was like, and I was like, listen, (laughs) but you know, and I had to read, I was writing the email to the congregation at that point. So I had to read that and whatever, but I was like, there's, there's no way I can justify any of this. There's no way I can justify showing up. And, you know, some little, like a couple of the little churches in the presbytery, like real small churches met and they had a bunch of people show up who were like, my church is closed and it's stupid. And they were like, oh my God, what do we do? And I was like, right. Because yeah. we, we need to do this together as a collective. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So Eli, question for you. Um, I, was re- I was reading or starting to read an article about this and then something happened and I didn't finish it. Um, so I know depending on the level of orthodoxy which, with which one observes Judaism, like Sabbath is like no electronics. So, so I don't think it's that orthodox in your community, but do you know of communities and individuals who may be struggling with this in terms of, you know, having to use technology and and how how are they getting around that? Yeah. So our congregation is is part of the reform movement, which is the the largest movement in America, about 900 congregations. And, um, and we take a pretty, um, I would say more, we, we view the law more in the spirit of the law as opposed to the letter of the law. And right. therefore, um, the way we view work on the Sabbath is, is really like work work. You know, we don't consider use of electronics as work. Right. However, obviously many in the Orthodox community do consider any use of electricity to be work. And so therefore, uh, there are a number of communities I know that we're close with um, here in Philadelphia that 
there is there's no connection on on the Sabbath, and that's wow. really really hard. Um, you know, one of the things I just did a funeral today, and um, in Judaism, traditionally to say certain prayers, including the mourner's prayer, mm-hmm. at least ten people, ten adults. It's called a minion in Hebrew. Okay. And so the cemeteries are allowing burials. They're saying only outdoor, no, no in-person gatherings like in the in the chapels or the sanctuaries. And they're actually saying to limit it to just the immediate ten that are needed for the prayer service. And so I did a funeral today with with just ten people. Um, it was it was tough. There were no eulogies. We kept it very quick. Um, it was out in the rain and. We, we, did the, we did the job of burying the deceased, and that was about it. And the plan is to, to have a, a memorial service where we'll get to honor him and eulogize him more in, the, you know, in six months' time or something. But um, wow. I think everyone's trying to figure out ways to, to cope. But the, the Sabbath is tough, especially if you have a family. You can spend it with your family, and that's nice. But I, I really think of those, the, the more orthodox folks who are especially – those who are living alone and who have to spend the Sabbath in complete isolation. It's yeah. really difficult. Yeah. I'm really worried about our people in facilities that are on lockdown, like nobody in or out. Right. Like, and they're yeah, stuck in their rooms and... or their apartments and that's it. I was reading about uh, um, um, hospital chaplains who are kind of like, you know, how many of our medical staff are going in, and serving a lot of hospital chaplains are, are doing as much. They're, they're going to these places um, and in hospitals as well, um, being that spiritual, you know, touchstone for, for folks in nursing homes and those in rehab and stuff. And it's, it's a powerful time of folks, of folks stepping up and, and, and going beyond in, in many ways, you know, it's, it's kind of sad, but it, in many ways, it's, it takes a crisis to pull out the best of us. And, you know, at what point do we, do we pull out the best of us without a crisis? I feel sometimes if we pulled out the best of us all the time, maybe we wouldn't have a crisis. But it's kind of it's how it goes, whether it's a pandemic or it's yeah. war or something like that. It's, yeah, I don't know. We are, we, so the leadership team divided up the congregation. They're calling everybody. Um, and they're kind of making two lists with people who offer. So one is um, people who are saying, like my sermon on Sunday was like, listen, this is just as hard for me as it is anybody else, but we all need help and we all need to be willing to accept it. Yeah. And, um, and like, I begged them. I was like, you know, if you are in those vulnerable categories and that doesn't just include age, you know, let, let someone get your groceries for you. Like, let, let us help you. So we're going, do you need help? Are you willing to help? Right? Like, and, and maybe you're just in between, like maybe you're fine. Um, But we, you know, part of that, part of, I talked about this before, but like this busyness that we feel that we're so important is like that was week one. Everybody's fine. Right? I I really I really want to see like at week ten how like, how this is looking. Like week <laughs> I can't three wait. and four, we need to start checking in with people, right? <sighs> so like 
week two, we're putting the things in place to yeah. have people start checking in. And I was like, guys, you, you know how to read a tone. So if people are going like, I'm fine, why are you calling me? Like, maybe don't call them for two more weeks, right? Yeah, seriously. Like, you know, if they're talk, talk your ear off for an hour, maybe give them a call again next week, right? There, like, there, yeah. let's, let's just play this by ear. But, you know, I, I think this is, I, I don't know what I'll do because I know it's coming, right? Like, the news has already hit for me. Um, we don't have anybody with a confirmed case yet, but but that circle's getting really oh, yeah. small. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I've been I saying this from two weeks ago. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But I, I've had friends who have cases. So yeah. that's that. it's gotten real, real close. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've, it was a good kind of reminder of me to okay, I need to take care of myself. And like, I spent the last two days, like really calming my anxiety down, doing all the things I needed to do to do that so that I, so that I can, when the call comes, yeah. be, be ready to go and know what I need to do. Like, what do I need to do in order to get there and to do the things I need to do? By the way, it is snowing like nobody's business here right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Up in Boston, fine. See, I would love I mean, a good snow. Like it's either gonna, I either want it to be 75 or I want it to snow. <laughs> Let me see if I can put the camera. So I'm not, I'm technically, where am I now? The time I got of, rain. I got rain on my what? side. I can show you guys. Let's see if I can turn my camera on. You can see out my window. Oh, nice. Rainy, rainy. That's my community. It's coming we down. We are very lucky. I have a community garden behind my house, which is oh, very sweet. helpful to running around. But rainy, rainy out there. I'm actually going to, uh, I think I'm going to jump off. I hear my kids screaming in the background. No, I so, get it. Uh, and I, I, I think it's probably time. Yeah. I need yes. To yes. Yes, oh, it is. I'll keep you up. So good. So I'll, wonderful to be with you, Shannon. Well, thank you again. Just, now, Eli. This helps me spiritually. So, I was going to say, I was going to say, are you, do you want to put in the pitch for weekly appearances to give you that chunk of time away from everybody else? <laughs> No, there's no I'll, shame in asking. I'll, I'll hold off for now. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see where I am in a couple of weeks. But, okay. Um, so as much I, as we've been joking on people doing too much, I feel like we should have just a genuine pub theology podcast happy hour and everybody come on. And just that is a, would. It'd be fun. Like I, you know, I had so much fun with late in that time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's do it. We should just get all the hosts together and be because like, happy hour. I, I would definitely do that one week. That'd be because we were fun. talking about a live recording in June. Pretty sure that's not going to happen now. Sure that's, <laughs> Jesus, help us all! Like really, yes. like let's um, do that. Bonus, bonus episode. Just get everybody. Get Brian. Get everybody get together. Everybody in. We'll have exactly. quarantinis, and we'll all call it a day. Nice, love it. All right. Well, thank you all again, and we'll see you later. All right. All right bye. Bye. Thank you guys.